Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Yard, 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, May 22nd, a virtual show because of COVID-19. Our show is temporarily moved virtually, but you can listen to us, our show on podcast and on air on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 p.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I am your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they will affect your money and our local economy. If you're hearing your show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And our lineup for today's show, Laura Curry of Difficult Happens, Calming Clients' Fears is our topic with Laura today. Lisa York, Empowering Financial Solutions, staying relevant in this paradigm shift. And Catherine Stickle of No Avier, Boost Your Bottom Line, Working From Home. Great information and great guests in studio today. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at one 855 411 or go online at themoneyhour.com. And Keelan, what do you think about starting out today's show as we do each week with a little money chat? Money. Money. What do you got today, Keelan? Excited to hear well, what you're going to talk about. You probably know what I'm going to talk about. It's kind of a big deal. So um, we went mutual on a home that we're buying. So... Uh, yay! I'm so excited. We are uh, we are static. I'm moving out to um, middle of nowhere, but kind of, kind of Monroe. So I can't even say the name. It's weird. Um, but I'm so excited about it. It's a home is beautiful. Uh, we have three acres out there. It's actually really uh, only about 35, depending on traffic, an hour to work. But I don't care. I have my own like VRBO I live in out in the middle of nowhere. So I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, we close on the 18th of June. And so I'm just super excited about it. I can't talk about other people's deals, but I thought I might talk about mine. I can talk about my deal and how I structured it, right? So um, I got nothing to hide. So we went in, we offered, um, we offered below, actually we offered ask and then $10,000 in seller credit. Uh, and the reason we did that, I love seller credits because you know there's two things that happen there. It's either I get $50 more a month or I get $10,000 in my bank account. And I really want the $10,000, $50 a month is not a big deal. And so we had to negotiate that. I think the, uh, hopefully she doesn't hear this. I think the listing agent uh, didn't quite tell uh, or explain it, I think very well. And we pulled off something slick. She came back with a reduced price of 10,000 and that still puts me in the same boat. It's not helpful, but seller credit's really helpful to us. And uh, I'm never gonna refinance this house ever again. So like I'm all about investing as much as I can into this thing, getting my rate down. 
So that cash is more important to me. Uh, I have a ridiculous good rate. I'm so excited about that. And I, um, I wrote her a letter actually after we already agreed to the reduced price and the letter worked and she understood why seller credits were important to me because $10,000 is a lot of money to anybody. And, um, and that $50 a month is not that big of a deal. So after we wrote that, she, uh, she accepted it. Uh, we had our inspection today. Everything's in great shape and we are trekking on. So I'm so excited to new chapter. The schools are great out there. Um, so really exciting news in, in, in my front here. So I'm pretty excited about that. And you know, Keelan, that is so awesome because I actually learned something uh, here from your experience. And I want to—you've got a ridiculous rate because you went with our company, Highlands Mortgage, exactly. and you've got a closing date, <laughs> a tight closing date timeline, which you know it's going to be successful because yep. you're at Highlands Mortgage. So we're doing amazing stuff over at our company. Uh, and I, what I learned today is the because the letters you have to be really careful because a, a lot of attorneys and the real estate attorneys say that those are the what they called love letters for years which is a letter that the buyer writes to the seller they shouldn't be doing them because it's helping um, because there's issues in whether there um could be i'm losing my word and what i want to explain here but but people do it all the time and they work so well you're not at risk it's whether the agent the listing agent that allows the seller to read a letter but what I picked up on this and I'm going to use it, which is really great, Keelan, you asked for $10,000, which typically when a listing agent and then communicates with their seller, it makes it look like you don't have money, which that is obviously not the case. You've got plenty of money to do what you want. And so having that conversation of this is the why behind it, because of the fact it's only $50 a month, $10,000 cash, I can make more money on that investing in another asset class. I'm going to maximize my mortgage. I love that, Keelan. Um, that's a really great shout out. I want you to all hear that and what she's sharing because you can use that. So if you're ever doing a seller credit and you're putting together the love letter to the seller, make sure you explain the why behind it because I guarantee you the listing agent that's representing the seller, which is communicating your message directly to the seller, doesn't know that. Congratulations, uh, Keelan, to you and, and Angela. London, I just, I said last week when, when we didn't know if this was coming together, I could already visualize London just running all through that property because uh, you definitely have a, a little runner girl there and being where you were in a lot tighter quarters, so exciting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I can actually let her out of my house and not even worry about it, except for maybe bears and, and cougars and things like that. But um, that's, that's better than the, the challenges in the city. I think we'll take our risks. No <laughs> take our chances. That is awesome. <laughs> Thanks for sharing Keelan. I know it's nice for our listeners to hear a little bit, uh, personally of what's happening with us as well. Um, I'll go ahead and put it on at the mortgage trend today. I'm going to talk about COVID-19 guideline updates, uh, declaration and agreement regarding employment and other financial information as unemployment numbers continue to increase lenders must confirm at the closing table that your employment income and financial condition has not been adversely impacted. So remain in contact with your mortgage professional. If you're in the process right now, if there's any change to unemployment or income, because that is going to have an impact on a loan. Negative impact, who knows? It depends if you lose your job and you have somebody else on the loan, like a spouse or significant other or a partner, and they make enough money, then it's no big deal. You can just pull your income off the loan and everything is going to move forward as is. But if you lose your job and your income is needed in order to qualify, you now no longer have a loan. So it's unfortunate if you're in the middle of contract, but in this environment that we're in right now, that could happen. And what you want is you want to minimize 
the risk and you want to minimize the emotional stress attached to you. You don't want to get to the closing table and find out you don't have a home. It would have been nicer to figure that out as quickly as possible. So stay in contact with your mortgage consultant. And a shout out is if you have any questions at all, stay in contact with your mortgage professional um, uh, because that's what they're there for. Uh, income, if your income declines, now it, it, depending on the decline, if you're an hourly employee and your hourlies have been cut, your hours have been cut, you're going to need to get a letter, a strong letter from the employer uh, stating that you're guaranteed those hours. So if you go from full-time to 20 hours, 40 hours a week to 20 hours a week, you're going to have to get a letter stating uh, that you are now guaranteed 20 hours a week. And they don't anticipate that there's going to be any more impact. The key word in the letter, and of course, we help our clients with the verbiage of it, um, they don't anticipate any. So they can use words like anticipate. They can use words that are not giving a guarantee to you as the employee that there's not going to be impact moving forward because of COVID-19, because they're not going to want to do that. Uh, so, uh, you know, we can coach you through that. Your current mortgage consultant can coach you through that as well. Uh, if your salary, so if you, they can't get that letter, there's, there's going to be a, a, a real chance that that income is not going to be used because there's no guarantee that those, you're even going to get those hours. A salary, it's a little bit different. So if you make $100,000 a year and now you're cut to $50,000 a year, it's a guaranteed salary. So you're making $50,000 a year. You still have to get a letter stating they don't anticipate that there's going to be any future uh, risk to change of employment or income. Uh, but so a little bit of a uh, background behind the scenes on that. Update on mortgage forbearance. If you are in forbearance or deferral, You'll need to get a requested letter from the current mortgage holder confirming mortgage no longer is in forbearance or deferral if you want to get a mortgage because, yes, the answer is no. You cannot get a mortgage if you are in forbearance or deferral. So you can remove it, which I'm going to talk to you about that today and how that works. Uh, this means that if you're in forbearance or deferral, you need to call your letter and you need to cancel it in order to qualify for a mortgage. Now, there are certain requirements, even if your forbearance or deferral has been canceled, with written verification of the mortgage uh, transaction history. So you're going to get, need to get a history, a written history of the mortgage history. No payments were skipped and no payments over 30 days late. You're good to proceed. Unconventional, I'm going to get back to that. So uh, as long as you've had no mortgage late uh, payments or 30 days late, you're good. Now, if, if this is just set up for forbearance or deferral or for, for strategic reasons or just in case, because a lot of people are going into strategic forbearance. So they're continuing to make their mortgage payments, but they just want to get this set up just in case. This is a great um, uh, way to be able to remove that and go backwards because you want to get a mortgage. Now, I, you know, I think strategically doing something uh, makes it may seem like a good plan, but I want to caution you against that because we don't know what guidelines are going to change, how this gonna, is going to look in the future when you've got that forbearance on your credit report. So that would be my concern. Call the show if you if you want to talk with Keelan and I in more detail about that. Uh, if any late payment lates were skipped or payments over 30 days, you're going to have to have three months of timely payment. So that's a really great ad that they brought in some clarity around this. No more 12 months. It's only three months if you did have a late for a purchase or a refinance. These guidelines are only for conventional, any government loans, FHA, VA, or USDA, it does require 12 months, just like it did traditionally before COVID-19. Uh, that's your Money Chat today from uh, your host, Tina Mitchell, and Keelan uh, Harvey, your co-host. Coming up next on the Money Hour, Laura Curry, a difficult happens coming clients, fears, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW.
your frontline staff know how to handle a difficult client without costing you business? Stress and uncertainty spark fear, and fear leads to conflict. You are in a high-stress field. Your clientele is already in a heightened emotional state. The last thing you want to do is push their buttons and push them away. Prepare your frontline staff to expertly handle challenging clients, create great client experiences, and turn them into raving fans. Laura Curry of Difficult Happens wrote the book on difficult interactions, and she can help you prepare for and excel during stressful times. Book a no-strings call with her today at difficulthappens.com. Your clients and your staff will thank you. Hi, it's Laura. Does your frontline staff know how to handle a difficult client interaction? Reach out to me today at difficulthappens.com and book your complimentary session. That's difficulthappens.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, May 22nd virtual show. Because of COVID-19, our show has temporarily been moved virtually. But you can always listen to us on podcast or you can catch our air on 1150 AM KKNW on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 p.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. It is a great day to talk about money. And that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with the guests on the show, answer any questions that you may have. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, Laura Curry of Difficult Happens, Calming Client Fears, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Welcome, Laura, to the show. Thank you so much for coming back. We're always excited to hear what you have to bring. And uh, yeah, so thank you. Thank you. I love being here. It's great to see your faces. (laughs) I know. And this is great for our listeners because uh, those of our regular listeners uh, just get to hear us on radio and on podcasts. But doing this virtual format, it's kind of fun that people actually get to see behind the scenes as we're recording uh, the show. So I love that. And Lori, an extra shout out for... uh, just presenting at our monthly power hour lunch and learn. So doing a lot of cool things with you and sharing your message because I think it's so important. Thank you. A little bit about Laura. She's passionate about uncovering uh, dysfunctional communication patterns, combating um, manipulative tactics while empowering women business owners in high stress fields to communicate confidently. She is a podcaster herself a speaker and a trainer and the author of Difficult Happens, How Triggers, Boundaries, and Emotions Impact You Every Day. With 29 years plus of expertise in high conflict positions, she has a unique and an intuitive understanding of why people act and react the way they do. Laura, I'm really excited to get your feedback on this. Obviously, with COVID, everybody's quite a bit more stressed out. There's definitely some underlying fears. Um, how do you feel people are reacting uh, considering our, our uh, specific situation that we're in now? Yeah, it's been really interesting because, you know, the, the people that I work with, they already deal with a clientele that has a heightened emotional state. 
people who are buying real estate, you know, people who are in finance, people who are deal with the law, right? They, they come to you just yeah. a little more stressed out because <laughs> it's, it's a mm-hmm. tense, you know, when you don't know what you don't know, it can be really stressful. But it's been fascinating that I'm getting a whole different group of clientele coming in and asking me questions about why their clients are acting so strange. They're seeing everything from totally laissez-faire, you know, like, yeah, no big deal, whatever, no big problem, kind of an attitude to the conspiracy theorist, you know, people who are worried about their money and they're like, the man is going to come and take it. And I had one financial planner call me and he said, yeah, my clients are acting very strange. And he kind of ran down how they're behaving and it just falled right into these four categories, you know, the people who are it, pretending like it's nothing, the people who are really freaked out and pretty sure that it's space aliens coming from another planet that are doing this. And then they've got the ghosters, you know, the people who are in lockdown, they got the jammies on and they're watching Netflix all day. And then you've got the over consumptor, the person who is watching every single news briefing, listening to every radio broadcast about it and reading every newspaper. You know, these are the the four ways that people are kind of reacting. And it's funny because it's like, right, that's the way that they can have control. So when you feel so out of control, don't think of it as their their behavior. Like don't don't be triggered by the way that they're reacting. Just know that that's the way they're trying to make sense of what's going on and get some control in the world right now. Yeah, Laura, I love how you break it down because in every conversation, this is a different conversation because we're in different times and that's what great experts do is they communicate differently to adapt to whatever's happening in the environment um, and in the economy. And I love how you break down the different personality types or the emotional types and, you know, breaking down right now what those look like and what those people are actually doing uh, is just a beautiful thing. So how do you calm people's fears? in these such uncertainty. Yeah, you know, I'm just a nerd out over this because it's all about communication. You have to over communicate. Now that doesn't mean bother them, but that means tell the truth. Explain what you know and what you don't know and what you're doing to find out and let them, you know, reassure them that they're going to be the first person to hear that you know what you're doing and that you have calm. You know, they will, when you're calm, you inspire calm in others. And when you tell the truth and you let people know, you know, I don't, I don't quite know (laughs) about X, Y, Z, but I do know about ABC and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep the lines of communication open with you. And as soon as I know, you know. Yeah, that's so great because people, and as a business professional, all of us, an expert in our space. Uh, knowing what those those common emotions and things are being. I always talk about eliminating versus overcoming objections. Well, right now we have an opportunity to emulate, uh, eliminate concerns and that people may have. So you can actually start out your conversation in the beginning, just eliminating and releasing those potential emotions that may not be there now, but there's a good chance that they could come up in the process in the future. So I love that. Yeah, definitely. When you pretext what you're going to say, you know, it's the old adage, tell them what you're going to tell them tell them, and then just tell them what you told them. It, it creates comfort. It creates safety. Well, done. I like that, Laura. I might steal that from you. That's a good one. I like <laughs> that. You're full of them, I tell you. Um, so in your book, Difficult Happens, um, how triggers, uh, boundaries, and emotions impact every day, you talk about the impact uh, triggered reactions have on all of us. What does this look like? Can you go into more in depth about that a little bit? Yeah, basically the easiest answer is whenever someone's getting defensive, 
or when, whenever someone kind of reacts in a way that you don't feel quite fits the situation, they've, they've been triggered. And I want to be clear that these are not trauma triggers. These are triggered reactions. A trauma trigger is a very specific thing that relates to a trauma, but they look the same meaning that they are immediate. They happen right away inside the person. And there's always a physical component. You know, they, they are going to get flushed if they get angry or, and defensive, or they're going to start to get a stomach ache, or maybe their shoulders hurt, you know, and so you can kind of see a change in them. They are just triggered to a reaction. And usually when someone is triggered, it is for one of four reasons, meaning that there are four things that, they, that can set off a trigger. It can be an emotional trigger, meaning that they don't like the feeling they're having. So like, let's say you, you wouldn't have uh, won the bid on your house. That's a feeling you don't like of losing out, you know, and it might trigger no. you to a reaction. <laughs> and then it can be the content too. You know, it could be if, if you have to tell a client, I'm sorry, you're just not qualified for that, uh, that house price, you know, that the content itself can be really triggering. And then there are some environments that can be triggering. Like, I mean, Zoom fatigue is real. <laughs> People get locked in and just the environment can trigger a reaction in them. Oh, I said four. Yeah. So Laura, how do you, how do you know um, if you have actually been the cause and have triggered your client? Yeah. And I forgot to mention the fourth one, which is words. And I see this a lot in intergenerational um, communication where uh, someone from one generation will use a term or a phrase that triggers something in a different generation. You know, I mean, just think of the word, uh, you know, yes, boomer, you know, <laughs> like right away, that's going <laughs> to trigger a reaction in people. But what you can do when you get defensiveness is you can kind of slow things down, right? And you can listen to the words they're saying and speak to the fear. Remember those four triggered reactions? Speak to those. Don't speak to the words that are being said right now. If it's the space, talk about that. You know, you can say it's really hard to talk to you and give you a diagnosis over, um, over Zoom. You know, I, a lot of the uh, family law attorneys that I work with are dealing with that right now because they're talking to, you know, they're talking to their clients about difficult, difficult stuff. And it's hard when you're not in person. So talk to the fear. Talk to what you think the triggered reaction was. And it will go a long way, not yep. only in yep. communicating, but creating safety. Makes sense. So Laura, let's go back to you personally as a business professional triggering your client. How do you recognize that? Um, well, usually it's uh, the facial expression and they're totally defensive. So if they have a defensive reaction, well, defense begets defense. And there is a conflict loop that happens. So when I think that they are triggered, then there's something that they're assuming and there's a judgment around it. And then they have an expectation. So I need to address all three of those. What are they assuming? Are they assuming that I, that I think less of them because they can't qualify for financing for this house? I need to address that. What are their expectations, you know, that I'm going to be able to take care of them in a certain way? How am I going to address that? So whatever the assumptions, the judgments, and the expectations are, speak to those. And that what happens, it's amazing when you see it happen. What happens is it opens up what the what the real topic or issue is. So when you open those doors, they can verbally process with you and you guys can work it out together. Laura, obviously in the situation, there's a lot of fear and sometimes fear or stress can put a lot of emotions on the surface. And I've noticed, I don't know about you guys, but you know, when you gotta get your grocery shopping and stuff, you know, it's almost a survival mode. 
people can be rude. Do you think uh, rude is on the rise or do you think temporary because of this COVID thing? What are your thoughts about, about kind of people's behaviors and reactions now? Yeah, I'd say yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people are much more comfortable uh, being black and white thinkers, meaning all or nothing. People are all bad or all good. The shades of gray are getting lost. You know, if my dad was here, he would say, it's ever since they took debate out of the classroom, you know, <laughs> when you don't learn how to, to see things from the other person's point of view. And sometimes you got to walk people through that. You got to walk people through your reasoning so that they can see that you aren't, you know, you, you're not some evil person. You're trying to explain something to them. I'm telling you nowadays, selective yeah. amnesia goes a long way. You know, if you want to, if someone's being rude to you, <laughs> yeah. pretend like they just didn't say a thing and just go right on with what you're talking about, because sometimes they'll recognize great it. Advice. And, yeah, <laughs> they'll get embarrassed later. <laughs> yeah, great <laughs> advice. Hey, Laura, Keelan and I had a few more questions that we wanted to ask, but we literally have one minute left with you. So I'm going to let you uh, uh, give a tip or, or whatever you want to share with the listeners. Yeah, you know, if you want to know more about any kind of communication, especially difficult stuff, because that's the zone I live in, you can check out my podcast, difficulthappens.com. And I, I check out Tina's episode on there because it was really wonderful to, to have her and to talk specifically about the issues from with her clientele. But the one thing I want to leave you all with is just give yourself grace, hold yourself in grace. We're all going to react in different ways right now. And maybe we are also in a heightened emotional state. I know I am. Hold yourself in grace and give yourself a break and give the same to others. Yeah, great advice. And if you're listening and you want to connect with uh, Laura, she's uh, she's great uh, expertise and advice to help you in difficult situations. And we're definitely in those. That's just a given is how difficult is it for the people that you're talking and what level are they in as uh, Laura shared. So you can call the show at one 855 We'll connect you with Laura or you can go online to themoneyhour.com and request, request to connect with her. Laura, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I look forward to uh, having you back definitely really soon. Thank you so much. All right. Coming up next to the money hour, staying relevant in this paradigm shift, Lisa York of Empower Financial Solutions right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Are you worried about your retirement and how the volatile market can impact you when you can retire? Lisa York with Empower Financial Solutions has assisted individuals and families just like yourself in reaching their financial and retirement goals. Navigating the financial markets can be cumbersome and overwhelming. Lisa's approach in helping her clients is to engage, educate, and empower. Lisa assists individuals just like yourself Results driven, she goes that extra mile to make sure your goals are met. When the market is down, she'll be right there with you to address any concerns and reevaluate your goals. Witnessing her clients go through the milestones of their lives and knowing she was there to listen, help, and adapt to their needs is one of the biggest rewards for her and the reason she loves what she does. Hi, this is Lisa York, owner of Empower Financial Solutions. For you pre-retirees out there feeling anxious about the market and not sure whether you can retire in a timely manner, contact me and I'm happy to provide a complimentary review. And you can find me at engage-empower.com. Thank you.
You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KNW, the Friday, May 22nd virtual show. Because of COVID-19, our show is temporarily gone virtual, but you can listen to us on podcast or catch us on air on 1150 AM KNW at 3 o'clock on Saturday with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I am your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing your show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we are here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show or any answer any questions that may come up. Again, you can call the show at 1-855-411-50, or you can reach us online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now, we have Lisa York of Empowered Financial Solutions, staying relevant in this paradigm shift. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining our show again. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. And a little bit about uh, Lisa navigating the financial markets can be cumbersome and overwhelming. Through a series of thoughtful conversation, Lisa's approach is helping her clients with their investment and retirement strategies uh, and is engaged on uh, education and empower. Lisa, so I'm always excited to have you on the show, fellow uh, Nye Life, uh, where I was previously. And uh, so me and Lisa have had a lot of history and she's amazing at what she does. So uh, I'm so glad that you're on the show. And I'm curious how you kind of shifted, you know, during this COVID thing and kind of staying relevant uh, with their clients during this whole COVID crisis. Yeah, so when this all started and way before the stay-at-home order was in place, I personally reached out to all my clients through their uh, specific method of communication. And I just listened, how are you holding up? And I just sat and listened to them while they vented or shared their frustration. And I'm just their sounding board. So are you able to uh, still meet with clients and review their accounts and, and have those strategy sessions with them? Definitely. So even before this happened, I did a lot of Zoom meetings, WebEx, and FaceTime with clients. I have clients all over the U.S. as well as other states. And so this shift was pretty easy, even for clients who are not used to a lot of technology. I just say, hey, have you done FaceTime before or Skype? And they'll say, oh, yeah. And then I'll just show them, oh, we'll just click on this link and away we go with Zoom or Skype. I know yeah. it's not funny, Lisa. Keelan and I have been virtual for for so long, so many years, and kind of thought we were special because none of our competition was doing it. I mean, nobody very rarely were people in Zoom. We meet face to face all the time, but clients have the option for convenience if they'd like to schedule virtual and they'd like to have a meeting at eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. We can do that, and so now it's like, well, everybody's virtual. So it kind of took a little special away for those of us that's been engaging in it for so many years. Uh, go ahead, Keelan. I'm curious to know what you'd say, especially in this crisis, and uh, this is a tough question, even when we're not in a crisis, but what would you tell a customer that's saying that, hey, I want to retire in the next couple months? What would your advice be? Yeah, so what we do is we take a step back and look at their entire financial picture and see what sort of guaranteed income sources they plan on having, if they're going to draw on Social Security, if they have any pensions. Um, when they plan on taking Medicare, 
the entire picture and if they feel financially sound. If, if they're not at their benchmarks, then we just need to reevaluate their situation and perhaps they need to put off retirement. Maybe they have to put it off until next year or I actually have a few clients who are able to retire on time because they have other assets to draw from and still live comfortably. So Lisa, I, I know that a lot of our listeners that are watching the show now, regular listeners to the show, they're freaking out about their investments and their retirement funds. Not everybody, but how are your clients A lot feeling? of clients take a fair and balanced approach to investments and retirement. And the thing is, we're not, we're all in this together. And unfortunately, all of our account, accounts have dropped. So we just take a step back and take a look at what their investment goals are, their time horizon, and what they're, we're trying to achieve with their investments or, and or retirement strategies. So we just uh, take a look at their overall concerns and see what approaches we can do in terms of making adjustments, or if they're already well diversified, maybe they just need to write it out. Yeah, Lisa, I think it's amazing what you do for people and uh, and really putting their fears at ease because it's kind of like the ostrich that buried his head. You know, that's not the most helpful strategy. Really look at what you have and you have so many tools, especially with New York Life. They're an amazing company. A lot of diversified tools that you guys have that, that you can add that most uh, investment firms don't. So I'm just uh, happy for you and that and your clients and they have you to lean on during this tough time. Uh, which kind of leads me to my next question. I know we're in the mortgage business. There's kind of the forbearance thing that's going on to help people in this crisis. What do you see as far as investments accounts or, you know, or retirement accounts? What's happening with COVID-19? And uh, is there anything going on that's in place to, to help people with that now? Yes, definitely. So because of the CARES Act, they put some provisions in place so that people know that they can. So if they're having financial hardship or a family member or themselves have been diagnosed with COVID-19, they're able to touch their 401k money and um, not have to pay the 10% IRS penalty. Um, also for 2020 RMDs, uh, the IRS is allowing people to not have to take it for 2020. So I know that some of my retirees who are over 70 and a half are happy about that, including my mom. Um, and then also, <laughs> if you still owe, um, if you took a loan out uh, to buy a home from your old 401k, employers are allowing you to uh, prolong paying back the loan. So there's definitely a lot of different provisions. And if people want to learn more about that, they're more than welcome to contact me and we can have a discussion on what those the different provisions are for them. Great updates, Lisa, to uh, share with the people that are listening to the show today. Uh, let's talk about the uncertainty in the economy that all of us are aware of. What advice are you giving to uh, your clients and to people that are listening today? Should they reduce their contributions into their retirement accounts because of this uncertainty? Yes. So if they are not financially impacted and they don't foresee them being impacted by this, then they can definitely continue with their contributions. They do also need to be aware of their emergency bucket. Do they have ample savings? And 
I know industry-wide and also depending on what industry in, they suggest having three months to one year's worth of expenses in some sort of emergency savings bucket. And so you, you'll need to reevaluate that and, and just take a look at what you have. If your salary has been cut in half or your hours have been reduced dramatically, you may want to just reduce uh, making those contributions. And it's easy, you just turn it off, you can call up HR or you can go in onto the online platform at work and um, make the reduction in the contributions. Yeah, so it's just like in the mortgage side, I mean, you really want to think about the strategies that you're going to be using moving forward because of COVID-19. And you really need to talk with an expert like Lisa when it comes to your finances. You have to talk with an expert like Keelan and myself when it comes to mortgage, because what you hear in the media and advice that you get from people that are not experts can be giving you very bad advice because of what's happening in the mortgage side with the forbearance, as I shared a little bit in Money Chat today, and I have in previous shows that they're saying no mortgage late that you could, the lenders cannot, um, servicers are not putting mortgage late, that's true, but there's no mortgage payment. So there, you have no mortgage history, which means that you cannot get a mortgage without 12 months recent history. Now there's some changes and things happening, uh, adjustments through uh, um, uh, updating guidelines, but who knows what's gonna happen to so really need to strategize. I wanted to add to that too. You notice Lisa said, focus on your emergency savings. When we're in a crisis like this, cash is king. She doesn't get paid on that emergency savings. She's saying that because she cares about her customers and she knows what's important. And, you know, having that emergency savings could be your saving grace during this time. This is the time that you need it most. So uh, I love that, Lisa, always doing the right thing for your clients. Um, what kind of economic trends are you seeing, Lisa, as far as this whole COVID thing and kind of where are we going from here? Yeah, so a lot of industries will be humbled by this event. Tech companies will emerge stronger than ever because of increasing needs of staying connected via teleworking, also with social time with friends and family. We're having to rely on technological advances and its products and services. I also see a shift with leasing agreements, making adjustments to the length of a lease, a reduction square footage, possibly more pop-ups in the flexible spaces. Also food and restaurant industry will have to shift to accommodate the different phases of introducing the public uh, and also returning back to normalcy without compromising the health of communities. Yeah, and you've, you talked about the shift and things that were, you know, everybody's going through. And I'm going to give a shout out for a video here. There's not time to play it or I would. Uh, it brings me to tears every time I watch it. It's uh, YouTube Great Realization 2020. And it is a powerful video because what we're living through right now are going to be stories that are going to be told for generations. And what's going to come out of this in our new better norm? I think it's going to be beautiful. And so Lisa, as we're wrapping up our time here, because we have one minute left with you, is um, what are you doing that's different that you see that's really important right now that your competitors are not doing? I'm reaching out to my clients and just checking in with them and seeing how they're doing, really making it about them. If they happen to bring up business, great. If not, that's fine too. What's most important is their well-being. If I can assist, great. If not, then let me be their sounding board for them.
Thank you so much, Lisa, for being on our show today. And we look forward to uh, having you back again uh, really soon. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Coming up next on the Money Hour, Catherine Stickle of No Fear Boost Your Bottom Line Working From Home, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Are your bathroom cupboards and drawers overflowing with skincare products you don't use but keep because they cost you a bundle and you're still searching for results-driven products? With Catherine Stickle and Noévier, your search is over. For more than four decades, Noévier's been Japan's leading manufacturer of botanically-based skincare and nutritional products. Noévier Cosmeceuticals and Nutraceuticals have always been cruelty-free and now offer a 100% vegan line. With over 30 years of helping women look and feel great, Catherine delights in solving your skin concerns with Noévier's highly effective products. The result is smooth, radiant, younger-looking skin. Say goodbye to your skincare graveyard forever. Let Catherine and Noévier transform your skin and your life. You'll love what you'll see when you look in the mirror. Hi, this is Catherine. To learn about Noévier and get your free quick recovery mask that instantly revives adult complexion, call or text me now at 206-992-5530. Again, 206-992-5530. Or visit online at noevierlifestyle.com. That's N-O-E-V-I-R lifestyle.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. And you're listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KNW, the May 22nd virtual show. Because of COVID-19, our show is temporarily gone virtual, but you can catch us on podcast. You can also catch us on air. Saturday at 3 p.m. on 1150 AM KNW with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm Keelan Harvey. We bring in studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market in every arena that has to do with your money. We're here to help you build a strong financial blueprint. And now in studio, Catherine Stickle of Noah Beer. Boost your bottom line working from home. Catherine, welcome to the Money Hour. Thank you, Tina. And first time that we've had Catherine on the show, so very excited. And not just first time for her, but we're not in studio behind the scenes where you can't see, but we're actually out here so you can see us live. So really excited for Catherine to be able to experience the show experience um, in our new COVID-19 uh, virtual platform. I uh, recognize the skincare expert Catherine enhances in beauty of women, men, and everywhere. When she was 30 and working in the airline customer service, Catherine was introduced as a Noavir. Amazing, her skin was transformed. Soon, Catherine was passionately sharing the products with others and has uh, since built a strong, sustainable business, which we all look for strong, sustainable businesses during COVID-19. Now, 34 years later, Catherine maintains that passion, helping people resolve their skincare problems and maintain a youthful appearance. She educates women in self-care, coaches, entrepreneurs nationwide in starting their own business and simply helps people love what they see when they look in the mirror. 
and I'll put a little add into that as well, love what they do in their business because that's really the platform uh, that Catherine offers. Catherine feels so blessed. She resides in Issaquah with her husband of 37 years and is primary caretaker for her 20-year-old son with disabilities. Catherine, welcome, welcome. I'm excited to have you. Uh, you've clearly worked at home for a very long time. So what do you see um, as the advantages from working from home? There's many, but the biggest benefit that I see, Kaylin, is flexibility. Really having the freedom to work a business around the priorities of your life, your family, your health, your passions. You know, it can be part-time, it can be full-time. You can start it as a side gig while working a job or another business, which is really what most people do. I was working full-time when I started my part-time home-based business. And then in 18 months, I'd exceeded my full-time income, so I quit my job. That was a long time ago, and I'd never look back. That is so awesome. Uh, Catherine, I, you know, I've, I've been an entrepreneur and entrepreneurial spirit since I was seven years old and selling Girl Scout cookies, but it took me a, a little while, uh, many years in the food and beverage industry and the corporate world before, before realizing I wanted to get back to those selling Girl Scout cookie uh, days and be an entrepreneur. So I totally believe in it. There is nothing better than to be in control of with your income, be in control of your life, and to really share whatever unique um, message that you have within the brand that you're supporting. So Catherine, uh, the biggest benefit, if it's the biggest benefit, let's talk about why direct sales. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it, Tina. Um, one of the things, it's for a lot of people, it's the first step into entrepreneurship. Aligning with a company that has a system or a structure already in place, it takes the guesswork out of it. And the available business tools and training, it quickly builds confidence for success. You know, startup costs are low. Call it a franchise type business without the big front end investment. You know, when Noeger, the company that I'm with, started originally in Japan over 40 years ago, it started as a hybrid type franchise system, which cost over two, about $250,000 for a person to buy a territory. Now, as time went on, that changed, and it became more flexible and affordable for, for anyone. And today, here in the U.S., goodness, it's less than $100 um, to get started. And so, you know, there's a lot to be said about multiple income streams especially now. It seems history is repeating itself with the vulnerability of people having just one income stream or all their eggs in one basket. And I'm not going to give tax advice here. That's my disclaimer. However, I feel that starting a home-based business is like giving yourself an immediate raise because of the tax benefits of home-based business deductions. Finally, it's very low risk. You know, it's a great learning camp or boot camp, so to speak. So if it suits you, you can go farther. If not, heck, you've learned something about business along the way. People come in for a reason or a season. Maybe they're saving for a house um, or a vacation or funding their retirement or a college fund for their kids. Whatever it may be, it's different for everyone. For myself, after working 10 years for a company that unexpectedly went out of business, I had an aha moment. You know, I realized there was more risk in working at a job for a paycheck than in joining a direct sales company and building my own business. Little did I know in 1986, 
where that realization would take me. Well said, Catherine. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of experts and I've talked to a lot of smart people that uh, one of the themes I've noticed is diversifying your income. And I can't think of a better way, really, because you can't just go out and start a business. There's a lot of money involved in starting a business. With direct sales, you can get your foot in the door and leverage an opportunity where the, uh, the upside potential is huge. And, uh, and you don't have to worry about that overhead investment that you have, and you can do it at your pace. So, I mean, I think it's a fantastic idea. And uh, I have some friends that are big in direct sales and have made some huge money, a crazy amount of money, and uh, it's out there. But you got to work hard just like anything else. It's not, a, it's not get rich overnight. Everything's, uh, everything's about working hard. So um, what can you say about direct sales in kind of the current times of the coronavirus right now? Oh, gosh, you know, it is a difficult time for so many. And, you know, my heart really goes out to everyone. Um, we're all impacted. However, I see a solid direct sales business as a type of safety net, so to speak. You know, like you mentioned, people are ordering everything online these days. And it's so easy to pivot to an online sales model if you're not already there. You know, I talked to my sister-in-law on Mother's Day and she said that she didn't send me a Mother's Day card because she hadn't been to the store in three weeks. And I asked her, are you afraid to go out? And she said, no, it's just too easy to order everything online. And so the face of retail, you know, is as we know it has already been changing somewhat. Maybe this situation has gets, given it a little nudge. So will it continue? I think so, at least to an extent. You know, there's a gentleman, Daryl um, Worschbacher, he's the CEO of By Design Technologies, who recently said, social shop shopping, I'm sorry, I'm going to quote him here, social shopping, say that three times, <laughs> hasn't replaced <laughs> relationship-driven sales experiences. Instead, today's shoppers are looking to interact with brands in a way that creates an integrated customer experience no matter how or where a customer reaches out. We want, customers want experiences, don't they? We do. And so direct sales fits that. Direct sales is done. Yeah, definitely people. Oh, go ahead, Catherine. Sorry. No, that's okay. You know, you were probably just going to talk about it too. It's done. Direct sales is done many ways. You know, it's done via online, social media, one-on-one, -on -one, small group presentations, Zoom, Skype, you know, you name it. And nowadays too, people even more so need to feel safe. And it's easy to social distance in all these scenarios if that need continues. And so here's more good news. You mentioned it, Keelan. You can, often you can start making money right away and you simply share the product, you make a commission for doing so. It's simple, it's casual. It's like making a recommendation for a Netflix movie or a phone app or a nail artist, but you make money doing that and it's like a referral free. In my own experience, since this world became crazy, um, here's what's happened in my business. So in March, my business was down because I think people were sort of paralyzed. We weren't really sure what was happening and going on. However, in April, I had an 11% increase in business over last year's April. And then in May, now it's looking to be you know pretty much about the same. So. Yeah, and you know, um, same thing. I mean, there's industries that are uh, trying to survive and there's industries that are definitely thriving. And I think a lot of it is obviously your product and your service, but also a lot of it is mindset of what's happening. Keelan and I's income um, 
is definitely thriving in the mortgage industry, uh, you know, in this space. But a lot of that is the mindset and taking advantage of the opportunity that is there. And I want to chime back really quickly on what you talk about multiple income streams, because I'm a huge believer of that. Very successful in the mortgage industry for 25 years. I don't need to do another job or sell a product in order to... Um, uh, thrive in my life, but it's it's more about it's helping as many people and it's sharing your unique message and what you have. Um, you know, I've got my coaching program, uh, my book, and my speaking. I just opened Tia Media Agency to help other business professionals do exactly what Keelan and I are here doing, but not have to have the team to do it for them because we've got that dialed in. So multiple income streams. I'm a believer in that because you want to share what you have to share and a platform to do it. So let's talk about what does the person look for in starting their home-based business in direct sales? Uh, I believe there's four aspects to consider and I'm gonna quickly share them with you. First, the product. Look for a product or service that people are already using. Um, not a new concept. It's, in my opinion, it should be excellent, so fantastic that customers want it and they keep using it no matter what. And, the economy and one that is consumable. So if you're selling products that are consumable, something people consume and use daily, they run out of the reorder. Now you're talking consistent residual income. Does that make sense? Because fast delivery is important too. People want it now. Just look at Amazon Prime. Look for a company that's stable, especially financially. Um, are they a member of the Direct Sales Association? Do they have a proven track record? Great customer service product availability, um, the, the safety standards and, and quality is high. Third, your startup costs. No, repu no reputable company will require you to buy a lot of product up front or carry a lot of inventory. Uh, minimal startup costs reduce risk. So finally, look for great training and support. Will you have help getting started? Does the company offer online in-person education and training? And so it's important to have that support from the company, from others in the field, and the person that introduced you to the business. And so those four things. Wonderful. So uh, Catherine, oh, we've got less than a minute here. <laughs> oh, was that you go, Keelan? I did I take a yes? Yeah. That's all good. It's all good. I, uh, we're unfortunately, Catherine, it goes by quickly. We're out of time. So before we wrap up really quickly, I just want to give you an opportunity to share with the listeners about getting some more information about you or if they want to work with you, how do they get in touch? Sure. Um, you know, I'd love to talk with those listening and answer questions about the direct sales industry in general. I'd also be honored to introduce them to the No Aver Difference. If you contact me, I will email, I will send you a gift, um, an amazing free two-minute quick recovery mask. It makes your face say, ah. And they can call or text me at 206-992-5530. Again, that's 206-992-5530. Or they can um, check me out at my website, which is noaviarlifestyle.com. That's N-O-E. V-I-R lifestyle.com. And I'm really excited that we're going to be launching an all new website very soon. All right, Catherine. Uh, thank you so much for uh, being in studio. I got to now, Keelan. Uh, Catherine, thank you so much for joining us in studio. I uh, love having you on the show. Again, if you want to reach Catherine, you can uh, call in the show as well at 11, uh, uh, 1-855-411-44. 
I can't remember her phone number. Just go to online, the wmoneyhour.com. <laughs> yes. That was the biggest blooper ever, Keelan. So there you go. <laughs> We're full of them. It's all about the fun, Tina. Just run with it. We're fine. Exactly. Just running with it. So on that note, it's a good time to wrap up the show. And that's what our engineer is saying behind the scenes, I'm sure. This is your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday, and we look forward to talking more money with you next weekend right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.